the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. that I think about it is, you know, like relay racing, you know, (laughs) what say, what would you talk about Willis? That's not a, that's not a reference people make anymore. The, what you talk about Willis, do people even know what that show was? I don't think so, but it was a good one. But you know what? We have a good memory about action movies. What dopey TV star next segment we're going to share with you. Uh, which opened her mouth should not have opened her mouth. Why can't they just keep it zipped? Keep it zipped. I got a list. Oh, yeah. So we, we got to share with you guys the, the latest in uh, Hollywood stupidity. We got to come up with a name for that segment and think of uh, it. Just, just in general. It. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood stupidity segment. Um, but um, there was a new release today of the Twitter files or what's being called the Twitter files. And you guys to catch you guys up, you know that um, Elon Musk had hired a couple of journalist, if you will, Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi, who were going to filter all of the documents related to the um, community standards work that they were doing, you know, all the the fight to stop disinformation, basically what was going on behind the scenes with Twitter. And we had some information released last week regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story or, or over the weekend that really, quite frankly, was not breaking news to me. In fact, we've yet, Barry Weiss has now, uh, a week later, I'm going to share with you, <coughs> excuse me, I was munching a, one of those like... <coughs> Cookies that people eat at the Christmas time that like Danish wedding cookies and I got a little pecan and it's pecan, by the way, not pecan or not pecan, little piece of pecan in my throat. Anyway, so Barry Weiss has done another release of the Twitter files um, and it still does not. I'm going to share with you some of the information released tonight. I don't have time to get through all of it because she's been releasing this since my show started. Um, What I have not yet seen is anything related to COVID and Fauci. And we know that Fauci's daughter was working for Twitter during COVID and the pandemic. We also know that he said, I don't know, a couple hundred times in a seven-hour deposition that was a part of a lawsuit brought by attorneys general out of Missouri and my man Landry out of Louisiana that is involving communication between the U.S. government and big tech to control the flow of information to the American people. This is bigger than the Hunter Biden laptop story. This also includes the deaths of Americans, the destruction of a $3 trillion economy, the destruction of entire industries, all because of the U.S. government colluding with big tech to try to destroy anybody or silence anybody that dares to question anything they had to say. She does have a little bit regarding COVID here. So remember, let me start by asking this. Remember when you started hearing about a term called shadow banning? 
I don't know that people, it's one of those terms I think that people use that without anybody really defining it, but I think it's just kind of understood by everybody that it basically means that Twitter was suppressing, using using methods, whether it's an algorithm or whatever the method was, to um, to stop your content from being seen by people without you knowing exactly how they were stopping your content from being seen by people and without you being able to prove unless, you're, unless your account was suspended or taken down, like me. I have been stuck at 10,900 followers on Twitter for three years. That did not happen accidentally. Particularly since I would get new followers. I get new followers, people, but they would trickle. Like when I first got on Twitter, um, I don't know, eight years ago, and I've never really been an active Twitter user. I was never one of these people that was like, let me build up my Twitter followers. Um, but I would get a couple hundred thousand a day, right? I mean, I was building it quickly now, and then all of a sudden I got to 10,900 and it stopped. The number literally has not budged in years. I couldn't prove it. I couldn't prove that Twitter was doing anything. But that that's how you can know something's happening. But so then Twitter says, well, we're not shadow banning anything. Well, most of what her release is today in these Twitter files, uh, according to her, reveals, quote, that teams of Twitter employees built, built backli- uh, blacklist, prevent, prevented disfavored tweets from tre- trending, and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics all in secret without informing users. Here are some examples. She says Twitter once had, uh, well, that's the background. Um, Take, for example, she says Stanford's Dr. Jay Bhattacara, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, which prevented his tweets, his tweets from trending. So you think about that. This is a doctor. Because everything that was with COVID was about hashtag science, right, Skins? Here's a doctor from Stanford, one of the one of the most esteemed on the left. Remember, Hillary Clinton had to go to Stanford, right? Because everybody lo- on the left loves them some Stanford. Here's a doctor from Stanford saying that COVID lockdowns are going to harm children, and they got to shut them up. They got to stop. They got to silence them. Here's another example: Dan Bongino was at one point put on a search blacklist. And what that was, this had to do with their plans on um, visibility and where a search blacklist was, you would go into, and, and this happened so many times with friends and people that I would follow. You'd go into the search to put their name in and they wouldn't come up. Same thing with trending topics. You'd go to put in, you'd go and, and nothing would come up. They did the same thing to Charlie Kirk. And she shows screenshots of this of of this being done. Charlie Kirk, uh, he was put in a do not amplify. First of all, let this be an admission to you if you're listening that the left knows if you haven't already figured it out that they cannot win with truth and facts. They have to control the message in order to control the outcome of elections, and that's what every bit of this is about. Goes on. 
uh, in 2018, uh, they denied that they did such things. Twitter's uh, G'day, a head of legal policy and trust, and Bakeport. I mean, why? Oh, by the way, why does Twitter? Who are all these people with these? Um, I, are, are these American citizens? Where do these people come from? I don't know. In other words, I don't know how much of this was done in America or or done. I don't. I don't know. Not that it matters, but it makes me wonder what the deal is. Uh, they said we do not shadow ban. They added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. This is what they said in 2018. She says, what many people call shadow banning, Twitter executives employees called, quote, visibility filtering or VF. She's confirmed with multiple high-level sources what it means. She says, think about visibility filtering as being a way... Oh, this is a quote. Think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, is what was said. And by the way, speaking of the Republican Party, where have they been this week? Have they been showing outrage for how Twitter was, was controlled by the Biden administration and prior to that by uh, the CDC, by the FBI and by the DOJ. No, no outrage. In fact, as John Guandolo mentioned, Mitch McConnell was trying to get some pay for play scheme involving uh, media put into the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, this uh, She quotes another person, we control visibility quite a bit and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do. Well, I knew because, I mean, how do you how do you stay stuck at the same exact number? I mean, it's one thing if I had people just bleeding off and I was but stay stuck at one number. Why did you leave Twitter? What made you leave skins? I honestly I just got tired of uh, the the politics in social media altogether. I didn't want any part of it. She says the group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the strategic response team, global escalation team, or SRT slash GET. It often handled up to 200 cases a day. She says, but there existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file moderators following the company's policy on paper. That is the site integrity policy, policy escalation support. This secret group included head of legal policy and trust, the global head of trust and safety, subsequent CEOs Jack Dorsey and Parag Agrawal. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Think high follower account controversial, another Twitter employee told us. There would be no ticket or anything. A ticket is like you're in, you're in a company and there's IT. You got to deal with something with IT, so you put in a ticket for it. They did this without a ticket. Uh, the account which Chaya Rachik began in November 2020 and now boasts over 1.4 million followers, followers, I think this is Libs on TikTok, was subjected to six suspensions in 22 alone. Each time, Rachik was blocked from posting for as long as a week. And she was she was uh, suspended for hateful conduct. So, I mean, is this really earth? I mean, as I'm reading this and then she was doxxed in November uh, of this year with her home and her address. Uh, as I'm reading this. Um. But when Rachik told Twitter that her address had been disseminated, she says Twitter support responded with this message. We reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be in violation of the Twitter rules. No action was taken. And the doxing tweet is still up from a few weeks later. 
um, which, by the way, um, is a problem for Elon Musk. I'm not really seeing anything here that we didn't. It's basically confirmation of what we've already known. This is kind of, you know what this feels like for me, Skins? This feels like the Sean Hannity's of the world telling us uh, we've got breaking news. Tune in tonight on the Sean Hannity show and it's going to be another email, another piece of information. But it's nothing breaking. And it's nothing breaking and nobody's ever in, in, um, it's it's maybe additional emails that somebody's come up with that is really ultimately nothing new and nobody's held accountable, right? What we're hearing here and what's being revealed is just confirmation of what everybody's already known and nothing was done. There was a reason why people wanted the, the, the protections called the 230 protections taken away from social media. They were given certain protections against lawsuits in exchange for content moderation. That should have never been agreed to in the first place because that set the stage for suppression of speech and the control of the flow of information, which affects the outcome of our elections. And then when they, of course, abused the intent behind 230, there should have been accountability. And there's a reason why we couldn't get the Republican Party to remove the 230 protections because they liked it. And why would the Republican Party like it? Because there were Republicans that wanted certain accounts taken down, right? And number two, I think it's safe to say that the Republican Party was quite pleased with the suppression of information related to COVID, as well as the suppression of the information related to Hunter Biden. How Do you think, have you seen any evidence that the Republican Party is actually interested in true accountability of anybody involving the FBI and the DOJ? Have you seen any evidence that the Republican Party really had any problem with the communistic crackdowns in this country involving lockdown, shutdown, mask mandates, shot mandates, etc.? Have you seen any evidence that the Republican Party was particularly upset at the, uh, the effect this had on the outcome of our elections? No. So I'm going to continue to delve into this. But quite frankly, it's just frustrating to me that Jack Dorsey said to Elon Musk that he needed to release everything without filter. And I agree. I agree. Just release everything. Have somebody like a Naomi Wolf get a team of people together like she did with the Pfizer documents that are separate. I'm not interested in Barry Weiss. I'm not interested in Matt Taibbi. Have somebody truly independent. I don't need a filter. And release it immediately. All right. Going to take a break. We come back. Let's have a little fun at Hollywood's expense. But while we get a little serious about pop, pop culture at the same time. So stay tuned. What big TV star really put her foot in her in, in, in a mouth that should really stay shut when it comes to anything politically related? We're going to share that story with you when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Cash. I'm going to quickly read a couple emails before we get into our little pop culture segment here. Um, this is from, oh, it's our friend Don Jans. He says, hi, Andrea, I do not I, I do not think the communists are going to take control. I think they have taken control. They control the executive branch, the bureaucracy, the legislative branch with the Democrats and the rhinos and much of the of the judicial branch. They control the election process so they can cheat without challenge. They have installed their political, the police force 
forces with the FBI, the DOJ, and they are now in control of our military. They control our education indoctrination system and our media. I think we are under far more control than not. Good point there, Don Jans. Um, another listener says, gag me with a spoon. This was and related to um, Brittany Griner. Great reference there. I love that from, uh, what movie was that? Was that Valley Girl where the gag me with a spoon reference came from? Love that. Um she goes on to say also about Brittany Griner, um, hoping they took a wrong turn and dropped her off in Siberia. Maybe she'll get lucky and meet up with the dude Russia got uh, got back. We can only hope. There, I said it. Hilarious. So thank you for calling in. Okay. Pop culture segment. I heard this clip. Today. I don't do a whole lot of Hollywood segments here because, quite frankly, they make crap now. I don't, I don't watch much movies anymore and everything's so politicized. But then I hear a dopey comment like this and I think I got to weigh in because and then, of course, my man Skins had to weigh in, too, because he was outraged by it. Because, I'm just a movie guy. Don't try and get one over on me. Right. Exactly. Right. And we're just so sick and tired of how they've politicized movies and then it, and particularly in action movies. OK, so Jennifer Lawrence of Hunger Games fame uh, had this to say about her role in Hunger Games and uh, in uh, I can't I don't even know I just I, I, I can't it's just, just so bad clip one I remember when I was doing Hunger Games nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie yeah. because it wouldn't work we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead but boys cannot identify with a female lead. Oh, absolutely. And it just makes me so happy every single time I see a movie come out that just blows through every single one of those beliefs and proves that it is just a lie to keep certain people out of the movies, to keep certain people in the same positions that they've always been in. And it's just amazing to watch it happen. Andrea, it's amazing. I know, you know, I, I, she's talking about it blows her uh, blows her mind. She said, I bet I could blow right through from one ear to the other out the other because <laughs> I don't think there's any gray matter going on between your ears. It just aggravates the crap out of me. Not only this politicized crap and this, um, oh, wi- this women victimized crap nonsense, um, particularly when it's just a flat out lie. She says nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie before her is she stupid i mean you're not only are you um you're in the movie business right i mean that's your career right jennifer lawrence so i would think before you decided to pop off like this you would actually know a little bit about movies in general and particularly the action genre before you say something like nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie i mentioned this to skins today he's like i could think of 15 right off the bat i'm like well then i want to hear it bring it to me tonight my man so what you got i got 15 different movies right here now these are women in the lead women in the lead in an action role action role all right let's go some of my favorite movies so let's start with sigourney weaver <gasps> one of the, my favorite actresses are you talking about ripley i'm talking about ripley who was in alien aliens alien 3 and alien 4 there's four right there <laughs> and let me tell you when did the first alien come out 1979 Child, I think that was before you were even born. Was that not before Jennifer Lawrence I'm was even so. born? I'm thinking so. Okay, and let me tell you, what Sigourney Weaver did in Alien 
was way better than anything the what what Nightingale what was her what was her character's name in Hunger Games I don't even remember uh, Katniss was far better and far cooler and far tougher and, and especially than anything Katniss did in Hunger Games especially if you watched Aliens 2 which is one of That's my the best one the best one uh, and and you think about not just Ripley but think about Vasquez in Aliens I only the entire to, cast was great. Right, but Vasquez was this female character. Yeah, she, that was, was, she was great, too. She, she was tougher than any of the dudes. At one point, one, one of the characters says to her, Hey, Vasquez, have you ever been mistaken for a man? And she says, No, have you? <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then, okay, so even if... Let's, that's it, right? No. Okay. One of my favorite franchises, the Terminator franchise, ah. stars Linda Hamilton as the badass Sarah Connor Yes, in the original from 1984 and the follow-up Judgment Day in 1991. And, 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 and the, she's even badder in the second in one. In the follow-up, man, her guns ripped. Were, Absolutely ripped. And that was in what? Was that in the 80s? That one was 91. 91. Probably around the time Jennifer Lawrence was. I think I think uh, Linda Hamilton should might pay a visit and, and you do a little knocky knock on I the door, Jennifer should. Lawrence. Somebody needs to tell sit her hasta la vista. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to sit Miss Katniss, Miss Lawrence down and, and may, maybe, you know what? The left wants to put us through re- re-education camps. Maybe J.L., Jennifer Lawrence needs to be put through a little movie watching re-education uh, for some of her uh, her nonsense. What else you got on the list? Then we also have God Rest Her Soul. She just recently passed away. Carrie Fisher, who was Princess Leia in three Star Wars. Actually, more than that. But we're just going back pre-Hunger uh, Games. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, all Carrie Fisher, who was just absolutely wonderful in those movies. Okay, here's where I might have to quibble, my man. Now, you know I've never seen a Star Wars, but when the image I have of Princess Leia is not exactly action hero when she's got like the honey bun hair Are you things on me? the side of her head. She she's got like the little... You need to watch the entire movie. How was she? Is she's like a legit action hero? There's at one point, she actually saves Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. I don't know. Because they don't know what they're doing. Can anybody verify this? 888 I've seen the movie 35,000 times. I might. You need backup. 888. No, I don't. 888-344-1170. You're about to get me to just call it quits here. (laughs) No. You're questioning my Star Wars. No, I'm teasing you. Carry on. Okay. Then there's also Raiders of the Lost. How many did you have so far? Where are we at? Number one, two, three, four, five, six. That's uh, nine. That's nine. We're already at nine. Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981, starring uh, one of my favorite actresses of all time, Karen Allen. She was great in that. Playing Marion Ravenwood and mm-hmm. actually just getting right alongside Harrison Ford there. Yeah, she was great in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Absolutely. And then also she repl- she reprised her role in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull back in 2008. Also, pre-Hunger Games. Oh, never saw that one. Yep. Didn't see that one. She came okay. back. All right. Awesome. Then back from the 90s, uh, Star Trek First Contact, uh, Alice Kriege actually plays the, the Borg Queen, who ju- it's, it's, if you're a sci-fi fan, action sci-fi it. fan, it's spectacular. I never saw it, but go on, but I believe you. One I know you're going to love, back from 1986, pre-Maverick, we're talking the original Top Gun, and Kelly McGillis, who plays Charlie, right alongside Tom Cruise, and actually, I think, is... 
perhaps the lead co-lead of the movie. Well, I don't know. Here's where somebody could say, well, that's not really an action. Almost um, certainly it is. Well, okay. Well, how, how about this? It, well, okay. Where was her action, Charlie? I mean, she was. She doesn't have to be. This is the way I look at it. Okay. Even if it is not perhaps. Okay. She's physical. Not physical. She's not flying the plane. She's still in an action movie. Well, I would tell you if somebody disagrees with that choice, though, how about an officer and a gentleman? That's where, a great movie. Where um, I can't remember the name of, of the actress who played. Um, he called her Sugar Britches. And um, she had to keep right up with the men in flight training school. And in fact, uh, a couple of the men did a DOR in going into the in, into the pool in the in the flight training exercise. And she knocked it out of the park. So I would put that in there. Some people might say maybe not a lead, maybe more supporting but clearly that was a strong female there's sometimes that the, 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 the supporting actresses are even more badass than than the male supporting than the male like lead actors right and then to round off the list actually who can forget about the original iron man movies iron man one and iron man two with robert downey jr however gwyneth paltrow plays pepper potts and let's let's put it this way if you haven't seen these marvel movies andrea i haven't without pepper potts uh, yeah, let's just put it this way. Tony Stark would, uh, he would have died in those movies. Well, how about we go back? I just had a flash. Um, speaking of, and I think it's because of Marvel, they redid, um, and I have family that worked on, on each yeah. one of the Avengers, was the movie, the TV series, because it doesn't even have to be movies, right? How about the TV series back in the 60s where, I don't remember the female character name, but was she not an action hero in the Avengers? I believe so. Without looking at it offhand, I think so. Right? I mean, they were like detectives, and they ran around and did physical stuff. There was there was so many so many female characters. How about in the Batman series? How about um, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman? So unless she's actually making... Okay, it has to be the protagonist as opposed to the antagonist. But then again, Catwoman isn't necessarily a all-out bad guy in that movie. Well, you know, even if... Okay, so if we take away the antagonist, um, you know, we basically laid out... There, there have been many female action leads in uh, movies as well as, as TV. And, and we could have left it at Sigourney Weaver and Linda Hamilton because oh, yeah. they, I think, paved the way for so many actresses today. Right. And her argument that men, they, they couldn't have before her because men couldn't stand to see a strong female is so insulting to me. You know me. what, Andrea? I liked it when you saw a natural, progressive female lead that carried the stories that made the men better they didn't have to shove it down our throat because we naturally gravitated towards their performance right and the thing and the thing that was great about Sigourney Weaver and that character is she didn't want to be there right I mean she was a reluctant hero and um, same thing with with the Linda Hamilton character I guess you could say in the same way that Katniss was a was a reluctant hero um, you know but the point is is Still that makes him a hero though it, yeah and and I guess my point is about being reluctant is you know um, these men were able to accept Sigourney Weaver as Ripley 100%. even though she was not a character in, in like the Hunger Games is fantasy Okay. Well, I guess you could say um, Alien was too, but not not in the same sense. I Cat- mean, it was it was science fiction, but it was also very futuristic. Where a who knows, maybe right? It was science fiction, but it was not cartoonish. 
Correct. It was not based on comics, right? It was more Ca- realistic, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, so, you know, it, her, which to me blows her whole argument out because her character is almost cartoonish out of a cartoon's character in a cartoon story versus just a futuristic, here's a, here's a scientist who's out in space and now she's got to go battle something. And, to be honest, and yet men were able to accept her as the superhero. I didn't find Hunger Games, honestly, and I've never read the book, so I'm not trashing the books, but the movies, Andrea, I didn't find them believable. And I just I wasn't drawn to not just the character I wasn't drawn to the story Well be, that's what I'm saying In terms of um, You know Men her, her argument that men can't take A strong female lead They can And that's, it doesn't have yes. to be one That's cartoonish They were able to take A natural Real scientist character And real You know what I mean That wasn't cartoonish And Well and you mentioned Valdez her. too That was another great point Because there were Two strong female roles In that movie Yeah So I think we successfully shredded Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry, Jennifer Lawrence, but you need to go back to school. Yeah. Maybe go away and not come back. Because quite frankly, what has she done since Hunger Games? It was any good. I think good. she's waiting for a new one. Yeah, probably. They did three. I never saw the third one. Yeah, it was boring. It was boring. All right, we're going to take a break because I'm bored with Jennifer Lawrence. We're going to talk about something else when we come back. Let's talk about Kirk Cameron. Let's get serious. Let's talk about what's going on in the libraries across the, across the country. Let's talk about book banning. Let's talk about banning the Bible in libraries. We're going to talk about that when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Got to get serious right now because there's a story that... Uh, uh, by the way, uh, there's a story about Kirk Cameron being denied uh, a story hour slot in his public libraries for his faith-based book. And, you know, this on the on the heels of today, I actually had to call Skins because there was a story um, that I'm going to discuss on tomorrow night's show with Bob Walters for his weekly education segment. But the audio on it was so filthy, so foul, and so pornographic. I was cringing. It, it, it was so pornographic that Skins and I thought uh, we we can't even play this audio on air and it involves uh drag queens and uh, lbgtq people in schools with young children what is being done across this country to corrupt the minds of children which involves pedophiles and the sexualization of children and a grown adult males engaging in sexual types of behaviors with children is absolutely horrifying and we don't have today 39 republicans joined in to sign the quote defense of marriage act i haven't seen 39 republicans join together to try to stop the sexualization and the sexual abuse of children in the form of drag queens and the form of LBGTQ people in schools, passing around gay apps to show children uh, where they can go to hook up with people for sex, displaying and teaching them um, really um, sex acts that I can't even talk about on air. Um, The story we're going to share with you tomorrow night involves items that were passed around in school. I wasn't even sure if I should do this topic. Could I play the audio? If so, could I even discuss this with Bob Walters, who I respect because it's that graphic? And yet, Kurt Cameron, and how did this, how did so much of this drag queen stuff start and all the sexualizing? Drag in, in, in libraries, right? We even had here in San Diego County drag queen story hour but yet Kurt Cameron God bless him by the way yeah 
and as and as school boards across the country started purging their libraries of pornography, which included images of children having sex with men and adults. Um, the left began hysterical, accusing Republicans of being uh, like Hitler and banning books, choosing books on the uh, for children on the basis of what's appropriate is not about banning books. It's about choosing what's appropriate sexually for children. I guess, according to the left, a book about Christianity is um, is to be banned and, and because it's not appropriate for children um the so some according to this article some of the same libraries that won't give cameron a slot to do to read his book are actively offering drag queen story hours or similar programs for young kids kids some library programs are offering gender fluidity inclusion and diversity others offer name change clinics did you guys hear that american girl get this have you heard of American Girl Skins? You've got two no. boys. You probably haven't heard of it. There's actual dolls, American Girl dolls, and there's this whole you know thing around American Girl. And I guess American Girl, get the irony here, has come out with a book now that encourages children to take puberty blockers. Think about the irony of an entire character and toy and book line called American Girl that's about not being a girl insanity but yet cameron is told that we will uh, um when uh, in, for example in providence rhode island cameron and his book publisher were told by phone no we will pass on having you run a program in our space his book is a faith-based kids book he has not gotten a single yes from 50 libraries in the country skins his book celebrates family faith and biblical wisdom which is what this country was founded on. This is just incredibly disturbing. I'm also, to me. almost beyond words. I really don't even know what to say at this point. Yeah. The book is called As You Grow. One library told the book publisher, Our messaging does not align. Our messaging does not align. So let that sink in because basically these libraries are saying we have one message. That we're pushing on children. And, and, and we're not... A library was supposed to be about all different kinds of messages, right? In things called books. You're supposed to learn. Right. You're supposed to be able to go to a library and pull from all different kinds of messages and all different kinds of books. So I guess I have to assume that at least according to this library who said that his messaging, a book about faith and family, isn't in line, is not aligned with their messaging, that that particular branch has nothing that has anything to do with Christianity, doesn't have a Bible in it. Or values. Or values, nothing. I guess that entire library is full of books on on how to, full of books for how adults can groom a child into having sex with them and pushing out sex toys on children with instructions on how to do it. And all and computers uh, with um, set up for children to try to hook up with adults to have sex. That's what I have to assume here. Our country's gone, skins. We've lost the culture war. Meanwhile, we can't get, get Ted Harvey was right last hour. We can't get Christians to get out and vote. And these are the same people that are going to be hysterical when their eight year old comes home where they find out their eight year old's been given puberty blockers for the past two years. We got to wake up. 
When the publisher asked the library official about filling out the proper form to apply for a story hour slot, the individual replied, you can fill out the form to reserve space to run the program in our space, but we won't run your program. So you can fill out the form. The library worker said, we are very, we are a very queer friendly library. This is the United States of America. I can't, I, I can't tell a library or suggest that a library can't be friendly to queer people. Whatever queer means. I don't even know what the definition means now. But clearly what they're not friendly to is Judeo-Christian principles and values and Christianity and the Bible in this country. In fact, they're not only f- not friendly, but they're antagonistic and, um, and uh, I can't think of the word pugilistic, I guess, is the word I'm looking for here. Christians are, uh, read your Bible, folks. Ted Harvey is right to talk about the Christians. I'm not an expert on the end times, but I know that Christianity, Christians are going to be persecuted for their faith. Is that where Christians are going to be at, at some point? They're going to be, wow, we weren't paying attention. And now suddenly I can't go into the grocery store and buy groceries unless I denounce Christ. Is that what you're going to be prepared to do? I mean, it seems far fetched, but you know, where, where are we at? Yeah. It is a club and safe space where teens can learn, discuss, and connect on queer history, art, community resources, and more. The listing spells out. Um, It's open to all members uh, of the LBGT community who are 12 plus. The library's website says these are the people that denied Kurt Cameron. Uh, Brave Books, which is a part of Kurt Cameron's uh, new book, so I guess they published it, also contacted our very own City Heights Weingart Branch Library here in San Diego, and the publisher um, explained that this would be for Kurt Cameron in his new children's book, As You Grow. The library said, I don't think that's something we would do because of how diverse our community is. I don't know how many people you would get. Wait, 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 wait. So because of how diverse our community is, they can't have the book. That makes no sense. Right. By the way, I'm looking at a picture right now of Kirk Cameron with his wife and their six children. I, I saw that picture. It's adorable. Yeah, it is adorable. And I, I'm, I'm the worst at picking ethnicity. I don't know if a couple of these kids are Italian, Polynesian. <laughs> I come from the South where everybody, I was like rarity to have blonde hair. Like everybody was dark skinned. Everybody had dark hair and eyes. I mean, I don't know what to make of this except the fact that we've got a diverse family here that's obviously very loving of each other. Okay, everybody from blonde to dark hair and all different shades of skin. His family is diverse. What's not diverse is these libraries. What's not diverse is our school system. What's not diverse is our country anymore because true diversity is diversity of thought. This country was founded on First Amendment rights, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion in this country. We are a Judeo-Christian country, but not anymore. Apparently. The same library here in San Diego actively hosts a number of LBGTQIA events. The library system collaborates with other organizations to provide resources. It even hosts a teen queer book club. This library is about pushing and indoctrinating children into LBGTQ. That's what's going on across the country. It's like I said at the open. It sounds like a library. It sounds like a propaganda center. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Right here in San Diego. The website says telling our stories, highlighting the rich diversity, those themes that are so important of love, acceptance, and inclusion. Except you hate Christians. 
except you hate Christianity, except you hate Kirk Cameron and, and don't want him to have an opportunity. This isn't love. This is not only not diversity. This isn't love. This is, this is incredibly disturbing. And one of the things I said last hour before we take our last break, tying this all together to Brittany Griner, why was she so important for the left and the Biden administration to bring home? Because the LBGTQIAXYZ alphabet is the number one agenda in the, for the left. Why? Because it's the Trojan horse that's going to bring this country down. And the Republican Party has let it grow, let it take root, allow them. Mark Levin wrote in Liberty and Tyranny. I'm not a fan of Mark Levin. I'm done listening to him. But I did, did like his book, Liberty and Tyranny. And one of the things he said was absolutely true. And I read that book 15 years ago. He said the conservatives had abdicated schools, and the entertainment industry, and all forms of our media. And unless we take those back, we're going to be toast. That's actually why I started doing radio, because I was inspired. I thought, well, what can I do? What we should be doing is we should be launching a movement to remove any taxpayer dollars from libraries. Is it what we should be doing? Maybe what we should be doing is seeing how we can host some kind of rally to go down there and protest. We should probably be, we should probably get on the phone. We've had brave books on the phone before. We should probably, let's see if we can get Kirk Cameron or Brave, Brave Books on the show. Talk about this next week. We got to do something about our libraries. All right, going to take a break. We come back. Do we have a Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week? Do you guys have one? 888-344-1170. I know I got my stink, man. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, so Skins and I have been obsessed with finding more female leads. And I found... It's not Brid- looking good for you, Jennifer. No, Bridget Fonda and Point of No Return was really a good movie. And it, how about uh, Tomb Raider was, with uh, Angel- Angelina Jolie? Right, and Bridget Fonda's movie, Point of No... And I think she did, she did a couple of those, right? And Bridget Fonda's Point of No Return was based on a movie called La Femme Nikita, I believe. And then um, you mentioned during the break, great one, one of, one of my favorite directors, Ridley Scott, with the lead actress being Demi Moore in G.I. Jane from 1997. Right. And then also Kill Bill, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. That's a great couple of movies. Right. I mean, sister friend Jennifer Lawrence. But there's no, Andrew, there's no female fan antagonists. Um, so I don't know what I was thinking when I before the break when I said here of the week and stink of the week like it was Friday. Do you already have? Oh, that's will show up tomorrow. That's fine. Well, I mean, I I, uh, I don't know, have a hero. Um, I don't have a hero I'm working on right now. And let me tell you, it ain't it ain't Brittany Griner. I need a hero. I need I need a. a, a I would you know what I'm going to say brave books for continuing to go to library after library to try and get this book because it is important into the system despite yeah. being rejected and rejected and rejected. Right. We got to reach out to them. Already did. Oh, you did. All right. Thanks. Um, yeah. I, I, right now I need you guys to follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Email me. Uh, a, a, by the way, let's give credit. That was Frankie who came up with a GI Jane. A listener emailed in. Um, oh, and I also had an email from another listener. Remember, I couldn't remember the name of the actress from An Officer and a Gentleman. It was Lisa. Oh, gosh. Now I, it was, um, 
hang on just a second. It was Lisa Eilbacher. Lisa Eilbacher from An Officer and a Gentleman. Another great movie. You guys are the best. I love that I have listeners that listen and send me emails during the show. All right, tomorrow is Friday Fun Day. We will have Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. And we will also have a special guest for Friday Fun Day uh, with a charity uh, opportunity uh, event happening and Bob Walters with his education segment. So do show up tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.